Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Tlopper, and yes, this is yet another awesome lacquer technical conversation and uh, in today's podcast in this episode or this technical discussion we're going to discuss ducts within buildings and with me in studio as usual for these technical conversations wearing his uh, technical cap is Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard thanks a stack for joining me and welcome to this podcast. Ah, thanks, Willem. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, d- did you say I have to be wearing my technical cap? I thought I had a I thought I was wearing my other cap. Okay, wait, let me let me put that on quickly. All right, no problem. It's on now. So <laughs> no, all good. All good. Richard, if you if you fulfil so many roles, then you have to wear different caps at different times or in different instances. Yeah, and uh, and often you know that those uh, I get confused. Like you know, I mean, uh, we we this is, this is tongue in cheek, obviously, Willem. But I mean, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes, you know, it does cross over and, uh, and, and you, you answer, I answer a question as like Richard Bailey, a normal oak, you know, but then I remember, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is probably going to be sent to other people and it's going to be taken out of context and so on. So I need to be very careful about what I say. <laughs> Listen, if, 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 if we were talking about the different caps that we wear in, and in, in, in we, we could have easily referred to the different caps of uh, who we support in sports, uh, Sports teams, eh? Yeah, near cake. Yeah, no. Listen, I mean, that's, <laughs> we won't talk about sports teams because, uh, well, we. I'm not going to mention anything current because you might be listening to this again out of context, you know. So, it might be two years hence. <laughs> Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. Richard. Uh, today we're going to discuss ducts within buildings. Now, as a consumer and as a layman, as somebody who's not a plumber, I, I asked you just before we recorded, "What the heck is ducts, or what the heck are, are, are ducts?" Mm. Um, I, you know, in my mind, I thought it was uh, a sort of a channel uh, that takes water away and lets water f- flow away. Um, but then mm. you you correct me, uh, you corrected me, and 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 you explained to me. So now that I know. Um, what ducts are and what exactly a, a duct is. Um, we've also spoken a little bit about the different types of ducts, and, and it sounds like there are quite a few different types or many types of ducts. What, what exactly, if you would care to share with the audience as well, what exactly are we talking about here? Well, in this, in this, within this context, Willem, uh, I'm going to focus on the most common sort of 
um, problematic, and this is the purpose of these po- of these podcasts. You know, let's go right down, drill straight to the to the real uh, uh, problem or problem the most problematic uh, things that we come across. Now, residential type buildings, uh, not so much multi stories because. They often, and I say often, not always, but often have been designed um, reasonably with the requirements in mind. A lot of them haven't, so we can include multi-story residential, especially low-rise buildings, four, fives, you know, six stories, seven stories, that sort of thing. Um, that's quite, and, and and the guys don't comply often with those sorts of things, but um, also include normal double story and sometimes even triple story residential freestanding homes where an architect has been involved and there is there are supposed to be ducts within which you are supposed to enclose certain things such as sewer pipes and waste pipes etc and those ducts simply are often not um, uh, uh, compliant or they are non-existent completely Um, and you know just touching on what you said a minute ago, the fact that you had to ask me uh, before this uh, podcast started, what is a duct, uh, speaks volumes about the fact that they are not, you as a as a consumer out there, you don't see these things, whereas mm. you should be seeing it on every single double story house. It should be yeah. there. It has to be there. So the fact that you are un- unfamiliar with these things speaks volumes about where we are in terms of compliance with, with regards to ducts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So firstly, I just want to share with the audience and to the consumers out there, um, for those who may not be aware, duct is the space, like you said, that encloses certain parts of plumbing, including sewage pipes. Um, it's, it, it's also the space that gives access or allows access for plumbers and installers and repair service providers to the plumbing pipes and the plumbing uh, uh, works. Is that correct? Yeah, you're stealing my thunder here, uh, but, <laughs> but quite right. No, absolutely, and that's one of the, that's one of the key that's one of the key things that is often overlooked, you know. And and we'll get into that um, when we when we talk about a duct. It is um, it is not only to and 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 we'll talk about the words in the standards and the requirements, and then you'll it, it'll become clear. And you'll see exactly what it is that a duct is supposed to be fulfilling, what role it is supposed to be fulfilling. Have a look at what's actually going on out there, and you'll see there's a massive and vast difference between what's happening and what should be happening. And hopefully, as always, you know, with my sort of when I do uh, podcasts and training and tech talks and this sort of thing, I don't like to just spew facts out. I want to get uh, uh, the audience to recognize the reason why we need certain things. And I'm hoping that at the end of this podcast, you'll be able to see why ducks are so mm. important, especially as a homeowner, not only as plumbers, but as plumbers, we, we often painted into a corner and we forced to do things, but as homeowners, the homeowners are the, are the ones that are supposed to be starting to uh, say to architects, hey, you know, what's going on here? Why don't I have this? This is the requirement. So the information uh, that we're going to share today is, uh, is very, very valuable, I think. 
So we talked about these pipes and and the and the parts of the plumbing that 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 are enclosed within the um, within the ducts. And, and and you refer to services or service pipes. Um, uh, you mean sewer pipes and waste pipes and those kind of things. Sewer pipes and waste pipes are predominantly the service pipes that I'm going to be concerned with in this podcast in uh, domestic situations because this these are the pipes that are most often. Uh, just overlooked and these are the pipes that require ducts so yes for the purposes of this podcast now please don't think that I'm throwing a blanket and saying all ducts are only for this purpose but for this podcast Mm. I just want to focus on sewage and waste and a little bit of you know water as well because if the ducts are there then then the plumber is able to use them for water as well but uh, uh-huh. if the yeah. if the ducts are not there then um you know but the sewage and waste is the real is the real focus for this yeah before we continue with our conversation have a listen to this don't forget to download the all new and improved app plumber from the google play store all your plumbing solutions are just a click away exclusively for android users you, you said that these ducts are often not adequate and, and in many instances non-existent. Uh, does this mean that there are, are guidelines for the design of these? You, you mentioned that, uh, you touched on it uh, a little earlier in the conversation, that there are standards, maybe requirements in the standards for how these ducts should be designed. Yeah, very much so, um, Willem. The, the, the requirements for in- including ducts in buildings are clear. Um, they are quite concise. It's, a, it's about half or three quarters of a page. And about there's various, there's various um, places in the standards where it does refer to ducts. But I mean, I'm just going to go through a couple of key requirements. And this is where I would like you to just, just think about and visualize what we're talking about, what benefit it could be for the system and indeed what sort of benefit it could be for the whole home for the whole building and then we can also have a look at um, you know what happens if it's not in place but in sans 10252 stroke 2 and i don't want to get too technical but this is a south african national standard for drainage systems within buildings there's a section that talks about duct work and there are some considerations for example it says Clearly, it says where, and, and this is, uh, by the way, a, um, a pretty much a direct quote from the standards. It says, where a discharge pipe is located in any building and it is desired that such a pipe be enclosed, it shall be enclosed within a duct. Okay, so now your question is, well, what is a duct? All right, so then it carries on and says, the duct shall either be of a size and shape that any person can readily enter it and work on it now mm-hmm. or work in it now that means that i or you i'm 105 kgs or whatever i'm very overweight mm. at the moment but uh, <laughs> I, need, <laughs> I need to be able and i'm quite tall so i need to get in there i need to be able to walk in and look at the pipes i need to walk into mm-hmm. the duct think of that how many ducts have we all seen which has got a little 300 mil by 300 mil cover that you've got to really struggle to get off. And then you can't even get a flashlight or a camera in there, never mind a human mm. being. So, so there we go. So it says you need a, a size and shape that any person can readily enter and work in it. 
or it shall be provided with covers that can readily be removed to enable access to be gained, gained to all junctions, bends, and cleaning eyes. So that's, mm. that's the other thing. If you, if you cannot create a duct which a human being can get into and work in, then you have to allow ready access to every single junction, bend, and cleaning eye. Now, how many times mm. have we seen that? And when we say ready access, I'm talking, you don't have to lie on your belly and uh, scrape <laughs> your arms to shreds to try and get to it. No, access. Accessibility yeah. means I must be able to easily access these things. Okay. Yeah. It continues to say, the removal of any component of the building for the purpose of gaining access to any pipe shall not endanger the structural stability of the building. What does that mean? It means that mm. if you've got to go and chop open a hole through brickwork, that is, that is, okay, the word endangering the structural. You could argue that it's not endangering the structure. But if you go one sentence back, it says you have to have a removable access that will enable you to access all, all junctions, etc. So the gist of it mm. is that if you, as a plumber, as a maintenance plumber, have to struggle to gain access to a sewer stack or waste pipe, uh, the duct or the duct work is either non-existent or it hasn't been done properly. Yeah, okay. it's not compliant, non-compliant. It's non-compliant. Mm. All right, so... The standard then continues and it says, and it carries on to the next sort of uh, requirement. And it says, a means shall be provided inside the duct to direct the discharge of any released liquid or matter from the inside, from the area inside the duct to a point where it is, pref uh, where it is preferably uh, detectable or readily detectable. And should a leak develop inside uh, a duct, any, well, I'm sorry, I'm paraphrasing. Should a leak develop inside a duct that it is detectable? Now, mm. how many times again have we seen, and I came across it quite recently, the multi-story building where every single floor, the concrete has been cast uh, around the pipes uh, without any kind of access for any kind of liquid to fall down to the bottom of the duct and find its way out. The bottom of the duct is also non-existent. It's just a cesspool of, 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 of um, you know, usually it's not properly benched. It's not, it hasn't got a, an outlet. It's, it's not designed in a way that is, to, that, it, that is conducive. So any wetness or, or water or anything that drops to the bottom of that duct essentially finds its way into the foundations of the building. And, and, and because it's a duct which carries water pipes and sewage pipes and wastewater pipes, we have to assume that at some point there's going to be water falling down to the bottom of this duct. And mm. if that water is allowed to go and damage the building's foundations, well, of course, that's not so lacquer. Mm -hmm. Also, that's, if there's when, that's when we can refer back to the endangering of the structural stability of the building or the compromising thereof at least. Uh, yes, uh, indirect. Yeah, absolutely, Willem. I mean, the, the, you know, the, 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 they're quite clear and they say you have to have a way for the liquid to be uh, ex um, to exit the duct and you have to be able to detect it. Because if I walk past a duct that is in totally enclosed and it's leaking for six months and, you know, I've, I've wasted a million liters of water in this multi-story uh, building and nobody knows about it, well, that's a problem. So you have mm. to be able to detect it. All right, so, so 
what we've said is the duct needs to be big enough and it needs to allow access. You cannot uh, damage structure to access these things. You have to be able to detect leaks or any kind of possible uh, malfunction of the plumbing inside. And then it continues to say, this is slightly ambiguous, but it does say any part of the pipe may be built into brickwork or concrete, provided that the interior of that part is rendered readily accessible for cleaning and maintenance. Now, I just want to touch on that Mm -hmm. because it is in the standards. It says any part can be built into brickwork or concrete. What that means is you can't just build an entire stack into a wall. That is not what it means. It means that at, at during, I mean, in the due course of constructing this thing, certainly pipes will need to pass through concrete slabs and perhaps be encased in uh, um, whatever, thrust blocks or, or go through walls or whatever the case may be. If that is the case, you must ensure that the interior of that pipe, all of it, is readily accessible. You must be able to access it from the outside of that concrete or brick structure, which means you need to now install uh, access eyes, etc. So it doesn't mm. give a person license to simply enclose an entire stack, for example, in a concrete column, you know, because that is not what it means. Okay. Mm. One... So, so- just, yep. just one thing, Richard, and I know that I'm interrupting you there, but it's just, it's, it's just that, um, you know, people should interpret what the standards and the requirements of the standards are saying correctly. Mm. Um, and, and this is where thinking about the reasons behind the exist, why do these standards exist? What is it trying to achieve? What are we trying to achieve here? And, and it stands to reason that we, that we try to achieve a, a system that, that when it malfunctions, uh, is I can see it and I can fix it without hurting the structure. Now, if you've got it's a very simple concept, and if you've got that in mind and you look at you look back on a, uh, a plan and you say, okay, here's the thing and it must go. Uh, d- does it fulfil those very basic requirements? And the answer is either yes or no. So, it's not a complicated thing. I mean, yes, we can go into details and say. I'm going to quote millimeters in a minute, but yes, of course you can get very technical and down, drill down to detail, but the overall objective remains the same. It's a, it, you need to provide a safe functional system that you can easily repair, uh, easily see if something goes wrong. I mean, that's, that's like anything, you know? So it's just common sense. You- yeah, no, absolutely. You mentioned that you were going to mention some millimeters in in just a few moments. Well, <laughs> one of the things that, <laughs> and and I said earlier that that if a duct does exist in a building, a proper duct, then of course it stands to reason that the plumber will use that uh, same duct for water piping as well. Now, one of the things that um, installers uh, and well, most people don't realize about. Um, these ducts is that because of their nature, they're usually enclosed or reasonably enclosed. And if you have hot water pipes or or hot water, like for example, geysers or something in these ducts, if whatever the design is, and the ambient temperature of that duct rises to such an extent where you have a condition within the waste pipes, what we call dry out, okay? Dry out in waste pipes or sewage pipes is a real problem. If you've got a sewage pipe or a waste pipe that has 
intermittent or very low flow, you have what we call, we can have what we call dry out. That's where the interior of that pipe dries out completely on a regular basis. It's fine if it happens just naturally, but on a regular basis, talking, you know, unnaturally regularly, in other words, if you've got a high ambient temperature, what starts to happen is because the moisture is dried out, you have these solids that remain mm. and it starts mm. to flake and it starts to pack itself on. Mm. It starts to clog, add clog to itself pipe. and correct. And after multiple uh, sort of, uh, uh, um, you know, after a couple of months or weeks or years maybe, you have a blocked drain or a very, very badly uh, con uh, obstructed drain or waste pipe. And so you prevent dry out. So one of the things that uh, it is required in the standards is that if you're going to run a waste pipe or a sewer pipe in with uh, within the same duct as a hot water pipe, and that hot water pipe is insulated correctly against heat loss, it has to be at least 75 millimeters away from that hot water pipe. If that hot water pipe is not insulated against heat loss, it needs to be 150 millimeters away from that from that pipe. So that's the last little bit of technicality that I'm going to give you for the requirements. Just to recap, you need to see it, need to access it. Uh, you don't want to break any structure. It needs to be big enough for a person to work in easily. And you don't want it in very, very close proximity to high temperature pipes. Mm -hmm. I listen to this as a consumer and I tell you now, I hope that many consumers out there are listening to these podcasts because it's just an eye-opener again to realize how complex plumbing work actually is and all the considerations that need to be taken into fact. I mean, I would never have thought that. I would never have thought as a consumer, a layman who's not a plumber, that, you know, the hot water pipe can, can uh, you know, um, put out heat that can affect uh, the the sewer pipe that flows next to it. I would never have thought that. <laughs> so, hey, yeah. I hope. And, and, it's, and it's not something that people think about, but it is, it's out there. I mean, it happens. And I mean, again, Willem, we've had many of these technical discussions, you know, and, uh, you know, to me, yes, there's details that you can get into, but it's the, it's the bigger basic common sense concepts that just, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. You've got to design something that will work. And, and so as you get into the details, you start to realize things left and right. And you say, and that's all. It just, it just means that you need to think a little bit outside the mm. box. Talking about which, talking about some of the consequences of, of not uh, uh, complying with the com uh, requirements of the standards when you're doing such an installation, when you're creating or designing a duct um, or putting duct uh, in, uh, plumbing installations into ducts, what are, what are some of the other consequences of, of not complying with these requirements? Okay, so yeah, so this is what really impacts Mr. or Mrs. Jones, uh, as homeowners out there, that that simply don't know what the knock-on effects of not adhering to the simple thing is. So, we've spoken about the uh, the duct needs to be designed in such a way where you don't have to demolish the building to gain access to the pipe. So, obviously, if it's not designed like that, you now have to start damaging walls. I've seen. I've seen mm -hmm. repair jobs and 
And Willem, I challenge anyone of anybody listening to this podcast to tell me that they haven't come across in their lifetimes or whatever, if they're observant, that uh, a multi-story uh, complex uh, with um, with a big hole chopped in the side, exposing some white pipes there, or some pipes within mm. the wall. Tell me you've never seen that. And that is what we mm. are saying that should not happen. So the fact is that Mrs. Jones now has to damage a a property just to access a waste pipe that is by law supposed to have been accessible without doing so so that's the most and, and, and yeah that obviously sorry to interrupt you again richard but that that obviously uh, translates directly to additional cost to the consumer oh, to to have it repaired because it's now not only the plumbing that needs to be repaired but also the structure that was that that had to be damaged to, to get to gain access to the plumbing it it just adds to the cost and the expenses for the consumer yeah and and go and have a look at a wall let's say a normal painted wall that has had a big section removed from it and has now been repaired and repainted tell me you can't see that repair you can see it you will see mm. it it does mm. not leave the building in the same uh in the same um sort of uh, uh condition that it was before you've damaged that building and it that the blame for that lies squarely on on decision makers where they, where they, where aesthetics are, is the only consideration and in fact aesthetics are the first things that take a hit because of that decision you know what i'm saying so it it mm. it is absolutely a cost it's an eyesore it is un, uh, unnecessary time and hassle factor and irritation factor and all these things. And, of course, when you're trying to access pipes within a wall or within concrete, the, the, the chances of you damaging the pipe further by trying to access it is great. The chances are good that you're actually going to do more damage mm -hmm. by trying to get to the thing um, than, than was originally the, the, the case. You know what I'm saying? So... It, it, it's a double or triple whammy. It, it really is a silly, silly thing to to do by you know designers that design buildings like that. So that's the first and most obvious thing. Um, other things include if you have got a leak on a waste pipe or sewage pipe or a damage or perhaps a crack or a damaged portion or a leaking joint, it is very, very difficult to pinpoint this leak because you can't see the pipe. All you see is a big, largish area of wall that is now damp. Or you see, you know, a bedroom ceiling underneath uh, starting to become damp. Now, now, what now? Now, where do you go? What do you do? So it's, it becomes very difficult to pinpoint problems. Again, uh, adding cost factor, hassle factor, etc., when leaks do occur, and this is the next point, when leaks do occur, because trust me, leaks will occur. I mean, this is the nature of uh, pipes, you know. When they do occur, you cannot contain them. In other words, they are they become the structure's problem. Now, now think of the difference between a leak that occurs in a, a properly designed duct, which then falls to the bottom of the duct, runs out the bottom, is and is detectable at the bottom. The difference between that and a leak that occurs just into the into the substrate, into the 
uh, slab of, of the first floor or into the wall or both. And now you've got this moldy, damp area, which could also contain pathogens. And, and, it's, and it's now completely in, uh, sort of – it's become a complete nuisance. So instead of being contained and easily accessible and re- rectifiable, it's now a big problem. And you've got mold and all kinds yeah. of stuff. So that's the other typical or big reason. And then, of course, the fact that these pipes have probably been built into walls or cast into uh, columns or wherever the case may be, there are certain stresses that occur within the structure of a building that these pipes are not designed to withstand. So if you've now cast a pipe or, or, or you've built a pipe into a building, that building starts to shift and settle and crack, which is probably normal. Sometimes it's a bit more than normal. It's, it's now pulling this pipe with it. And that now in turn will start to cause greater damage than would have been the case if these pipes were simply in a duct. So you can see the knock-on effects, Willem. You can see the, 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 the really, the, it's all detrimental. The whole scenario is detrimental if you don't have mm. proper, properly designed ducts for these things. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy to follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. Richard, you know what? The, the thing is that um, it's obvious that the, 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 you know, the requirements of the standards are there to ensure not only health and safety. I mean, you mentioned, I mean, if, sh- if sewer has to leak and, and that leak, yep. you know, it's a, a, a dam of... Uh, sewerage that has dammed up on a piece of concrete or inside concrete, uh, filtered into concrete. I mean, uh, just j- therefore, you know, the, the, the requirements of the standards are there to ensure health and safety as well as efficiency and simply just sticking to it and making sure that these things are um, uh, according to standard. But, uh, Richard, the fact is also we've had in previous conversations where Plumbing is, is in many instances by the designers and the decision makers considered as an artifact. And, um, you know, it shouldn't be that way. Plumbers should have an, play an active role when uh, decisions make the designs and the architecture of buildings, etc. Oh, Willem, I, I, I wish I could take that sentence and, 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 and just broadcast it throughout you know, the entire country. I, I really do. I just wish that everybody would realize this. I mean, it's simple. Take, just exclude plumbing from any building. Just exclude it. If we're not important and you and we and we afterthoughts, um, okay, well, have fun. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> have a building without plumbing. How's that? <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Imagine you know, it. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's not like you you got a you got a building without um, without um, gold plated um, uh, um, you know <laughs> kitchen uh, cupboard door handles. It's <laughs> I can do without those, but I, 
I can't do without plumbing. Okay, Absolutely. so so yeah, that's the story. I mean, just think of the importance of it. And if you start to recognize the the the, the, the like we do in these podcasts, you know, you start to realize ugh, just the importance of the details. You, you then it's so sort of all falls in place, and you say, yeah, this is this actually should be consulted beforehand, you know. No. <laughs> But again, also for, for us as consumers, I mean, uh, we, we, we should, from these kind of podcasts, we get information that makes us ask the correct questions when service providers come to our premises, when construction companies are there, architects, designers, etc. Um, I mean, uh, from from what we've chatted about here, stand, uh, do I stand correct to, to say that as a, as a consumer, if I see a double-story house uh, with an upstairs bathroom, that does not have accessible ducts, it means that it's non-compliant to standards. Uh, could that be correct? Pretty much. I mean, it, it might be very, very nicely designed duct, which is well concealed and, um, you know, integrates itself into the design of the building. Um, but, but Willem, the vast majority uh, uh, of the time, that, that statement would be pretty much correct. Uh, if, if you don't see a duct, and um, and and you got this outside of the building, and you can see that it's a bathroom because the windows are frosted. I mean, the, the, if, within a kilometer, wherever anybody is right now, you will see such a thing. Mm. And um, and there's nothing to give away that there is any kind of access on, on below those windows or what. That's a bathroom upstairs. There is a there is a sewer pipe from there, and it's built in somewhere. It's just gone. And uh, if that thing ever, you know, starts to give hassles then then this is what has, has to happen you start to chop and you start to break and people get sick and, uh, and we get to the consequences terrible, then we get to the consequences that we talked about earlier on exactly of not of non-compliance exactly yeah. and i mean uh, one of these podcasts will talk as well about vent ventilation i mean that that's not even something that you know the the complexity of a sewage and waste system is such that you could have a hundred of these podcasts and only just just be scratching the surface of of what the requirements are. Um, but I mean, ventilation is another thing that just is completely forgotten about, and and with 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 massive um, consequences, massive consequences. People don't realize. Mm. Lastly, Willem, what I, well, lastly from my side, unless you uh, prompt me, uh, is. I would urge the public out there, you know, take control. This is your building. It's your home. If you're having a home built and um, you've heard this podcast, you know, ask the question. Say, hey, but, you know, where's the sewage pipe going? It cannot just be <laughs> built into a wall. It can't because uh, – and, and if you can't, you know, if you don't know all the facts, just contact a plumber and a plumber will, will be able to give you, the, give you the relevant information, you know. You ask the questions. Ask the questions. You know what? I do hope that not only the consumers and, and the plumbers listen to these podcasts, but I also know, hope that uh, some of the, the stakeholders, the, the decision makers, as we refer to them in the plumbing sector, um, also listen to this, yeah. you know, so that they can just understand the impact of, of not making the correct decisions. Yeah, absolutely agree. Couldn't agree more. 
Just before wrapping up this conversation, have a listen to this. We'd like to encourage our audience to follow Articulated Plumber on Instagram and Facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have. Our handle on both Instagram and Facebook is Articulated Plumber. Richard, I want to thank you again for your time and your effort and having joined me for this discussion. Um, I do believe that it carries great value to our audience. And um, yeah, thanks Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks to the audience. Thank you. Yes, that's a pleasure, Willem, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 